Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Ladies and gentlemen, the Joe Biden campaign is freaking out. Uh, what I'm going to cover today is going to expose the various reasons why. And as always, we're going to frame it in the form of kind of like a, almost like a Jeopardy thing. Like we're going to frame it in the form of let's call them questions, if you get what I mean. Some open questions right ahead of the Iowa caucus about what exactly the Biden crew was up to over in Ukraine. Do not miss this show today. I got that. Uh, a couple comments on yesterday's Super Bowl Sunday. Um, some details about Hillary Clinton, uh, which may surprise you what she may be up to. So a loaded show, as always, on Monday. Producer Joe, how are you today? What is My fine and groovy, ready to go with what another week's show. And taking, of course, there you go. taking the frame in the form of the questioning. Uh, I was at the Super Bowl uh, area yesterday. Fox yeah. had a set yeah, close yeah. to the Super Bowl. Not close, maybe about mile or two or so away. Uh, but we were down near South Beach, went down there, met a lot of you. Thanks for coming down. Got to show off my decaying, crusty, as you can see in the video, if you're watching youtube.com slash Bongino right arm. Uh, I was a quarterback one time, so I could still throw a little bit, but uh, I put it on Instagram and my Twitter. If you want to see the video of me throwing the football with a football team is down there on the Fox set. Thanks for having me. Thanks for everyone who said hello. Right. And you can see my right elbow does not bend no matter what I do. So I got a few <laughs>, laughs out of that yesterday, especially on my Instagram account at the Bongino, where people said, you're not kidding. Your right arm really yeah. doesn't bend. Yeah, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't. But I can still throw a mean spiral. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> All right, folks, let All me right, get man. right to it. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at Parlor. Who's Parlor? I'm so happy to have them on board. Well, this is my actual phone. There's my Parler account. P-A-R-L-E-R, Parler. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, conservative voices are being silenced daily by left-wing tech companies who profit off exploiting your privacy, and they silence your voice when you say something you don't agree with. We've seen it. We've seen Twitter go after us. These various tech companies. I was banned from Twitter for running ads. Oh, no one ever yeah. told me why. Enough of this. Enough. We need an alternative. Now we have it in Parler. More and more of our sacred rights, the right to speak freely, are coming under assault in places that were designed for us to share our opinions freely. What's going on? Fight back today. Don't play by their rules. Parler is the news and free speech app that won't silence your opinion or violate your privacy for financial gain. Simply download the app, Parler. Parlor, Parlor. Do it now. Fight back. Create your account. Post, share, and speak freely. I'm on there. I am at D Bongino on Parlor. You'll see me on there today. Got like 13,000 followers, which thank you. I really appreciate. You could say, uh, can you say anything you want? No. You can't threaten violence, obviously. Commit acts of hate. You can't defraud people, harass, or commit other crimes. That's not who Parlor is, and that's not who uh, any of us are either. We want to get that off the platform, obviously. But they do respect free speech, which is gone today. Go to Parler.com or visit the App Store now to download Parler today. I'm on Parler. Follow me again at DBongino. That's P-A-R-L-E-R.com or find us in the App Store. Parler. Get the news and speak freely today. Parler.com or download it in the App Store. Go today. All right, Joe, let's go. And they're off. And they're off. So... The Iowa caucus today. I mean, I never thought we'd get here. It seems like yesterday President Trump uh, defeated Hillary Clinton in one of the biggest upsets in modern presidential election history. Yeah. Uh, but we are here. We are now actively in the 2020 election cycle. The Iowa caucus is going to be today. We'll have the results for you tomorrow. You're not going to want to miss the show. And Joe Biden is freaking out. Uh, uh, folks, it just happened before we got on the air. So I'm just going to sum up for you. I'm not going to play the video because it's long. But Joe Biden freaked out 
on Savannah Guthrie from one of the mainstream media outlets when she, he was asked about Hunter Biden and what's going on there. Because now the story, shockingly, here's what's going on. I'm gonna, again, I'm going to frame this in the form of questions and I'm not going to leave you. Um, I'm not going to leave you guessing at the end, I guess is the best way to say it. Mainstream media outlets are starting to figure out that there is a major league scoop with this Biden-Ukraine thing. And the major league scoop is this. When you follow the money trail, a mo- I don't mean that like some loosey-goosey kind of shambolic way. I mean it in a literal, right. follow the deposits. Gotcha. Follow the withdrawals. Follow the bank trail. Follow the investigation into the bank trail, which I'm going to get into during this show today. All right. You will find out that there is absolutely no way the Biden family and Ukrainians did not engage in significant malfeasance in Ukraine. And the media is starting to realize they can only cover this up with Rudy Giuliani, Dan Bongino, and John Solomon are crazy for so long because, Joe, yeah. there are records, yeah. actual records of people taking dinero, taking money, who have no legal, justifiably good, no, I should say legal, but no, no justifiable moral reason to have taken it's that money. It's called proof, dude. Yeah, They were selling BS <laughs> and somebody paid for it. Yeah. Now, yeah, why they're getting worried too. <laughs> Here's an article in the Washington Examiner. Senator Joni Ernst, Republican from Iowa, obviously significant today because it's the Iowa caucus, even though there's no rep- legitimate Republican primary, primary candidate. I mean, Joe Walsh isn't doing anything. It's still important. They know the area. Joni Ernst had said this this weekend, and it started a firestorm. Again, Republican Senator Joni Ernst warns the Republicans could immediately push to impeach Biden if he won the presidency. Yes. And as I said this weekend on Twitter, right, Joe? (laughs) And big caps, as it should be. Because if, as the crazy lunatic Adam Schiff uh, AOC caucus on the Democrat side continue to state, Joe, if the corrupt motive standard is the new standard to impeach the president, right? right? Yeah. That you can get in the president's head and determine that his actions, although legal, holding up aid to Ukraine, but not past the deadline because he was concerned about corruption, talking about President Trump, and asking for corruption investigations in Ukraine to clear that up. If you can get in the president's head, as the Democrats are suggesting, and determine it was all corrupt, Joe, he was only doing it for politics. They have no idea that that's true, even though he didn't break any laws. If that's the case, that corrupt motives, because we're all somehow psychic now, are a standard for impeachment, then Senator Joni Ernst is absolutely correct that if we can all discern someone's motives and get into their heads, then clearly Joe Biden will be subject to impeachment. God forbid he were to win the presidency. Yeah. That is a, yeah. a big time. The minute he gets it off, yeah. because hey, hey, daddy-o, new rules, man. Yep. As I said, new rules. And, 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 and some of my friends on... You know, I work at Fox. I, and as you heard Friday night, if some of you watched Hannity, um, I resigned with Fox for two more years. So I, I, um, it was on Hannity. I'm, <laughs> so Friday nights was not a secret anymore. Uh, we had, we had discussed that, but we'll be there two more years. Happy to be there. Love the network. Love working there. Um, some, I'm going to disagree with some of my fellow coworkers there at Fox. And some of them were on this morning on Fox and friends and said, well, you know, listen, I don't think we should pursue this impeachment route. 
if Biden, God forbid, is elected president because we'd be doubling down on a bad thing. We're not double. The Democrats aren't saying it's a bad thing, Joe. Right. The Democrats are saying for the sake of the country right. and for the republic, for the sake of the, the corrupt motive standard, this is the new standard. We need to get to the motives. And if we think they were corrupt, we shouldn't impeach the president. Fine. We think the Bidens were corrupt yeah. and the Bidens then should be impeached by the exact same standard. Right, Joe? Yeah, the precedent's the been set, rules, dude. Man. Yeah. The precedent. The precedent has been set, yes, has. as I told you months ago, new rules. We win, you lose. When you all want to go back to the old rules of civility, decorum, uh, treating parties like human beings, not animals, you know, stop calling people racist, misogynist, and you want to debate actual ideas, I'm game. So is everybody else. But until that point, and until you show some evidence you're willing to apply that same decorum and treatment to Republicans, I'm not interested. If you're saying the rules are corrupt motives, that you can discern corrupt motives, then fine. Yes, Biden will be impeached immediately, too. Ow! Now, let's get to it. And I hit this a little bit on Friday, but this is important, ladies and gentlemen, in light of everything that's going on. Right. We have a huge news week. Please don't miss any shows this week. I'm going to have some really good information. We got the Iowa caucus. We had the Super Bowl yesterday. We've got the State of the Union coming up. We've got the impeachment Senate trial, which is going to go down in flames. All of this in one week. Now, this is story. This story here relates to all of that. Biden is running in the Iowa caucus. Trump is concerned about Ukrainian corruption, which led to the false impeachment charges of a fake quid pro quo. And I'm hoping he addresses some of this in the State of the Union. Let's get to this first. I covered this a bit on Friday, but I'm readdressing it here because it's important. There's a Forbes article, which is in the show notes for Friday's show. Again, if you want us to deliver you the show notes to your email inbox every morning, Bongino.com slash newsletter. We will send you these articles every day. They're important to read. And we go find old stuff that matters again. Here's an older article that matters again today. In Forbes, again, not a right-leaning outlet. This is from 2019 by Michaela Tindera. Forbes, here's how much 2020 presidential candidate Joe Biden is worth. So the article is about his net worth, how much money he made. But down buried in there is an interesting little nugget that is applicable again today because it describes exactly why Joe Biden is panicking on the Iowa caucus day as the impeachment trial is coming about. Because, ladies and gentlemen, this is totally boomerang. Trump is going to be acquitted and exonerated again. And the focus on Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, I promise you, is not going to go away. Because remember what I said when I opened the show? There is a paper trail. There's a money trail. What a hammer. Checks have been cashed. Signatures have been signed. Foreign governments have started investigations asking where this money went. Now, buried in the Forbes piece is this little nugget about Joe Biden, how in 2014, remember that date, Biden was worried and said, hey, listen, I'm one of the poorest men in Congress. And he he was wearing what he referred to as a mildly expensive suit, where this is Biden in 2014, where he plainly stated, quote, don't hold it against me that I don't own a single stock or bond. He's basically crying poverty here. I have no savings account, but I got a great pension. I got a good salary. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden in 
not in normal people language, you know, because for us, broke means broke. You don't have any money. I'm talking about DC swamp language, or if you're not a billionaire, you're broke. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, man. It's meant to be a slight on Biden, not a, not a slight on you. People actually work for a living right, and make this right. country run. Right, right. But in Biden's speak, he was effectively broke using the swamp dictionary, not by our dictionary. Again, the people that make the country actually work. Why was he broke, Joe? Because he wasn't a millionaire, right? Ah. Mm. So Biden's crying poverty in 2014. By the way, it's not directed at Joe. Someone said, well, why do you always do that to Joe? Like, I'm not telling Joe that's like... It means I'm getting to something else. I do a lot of it. It's an Italian thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, I talk with my head. It's cool and Biden's accepted. crying poverty in 2014. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's true. Right around the time in 2014, again, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a media person that has zero interest in facts, you can ignore all this. But if you're a sane person, the people who listen to my show, thankfully, and have spread the word, you may find this quite odd that 2014 is the same time Biden's crying poverty that his son Hunter gets this lucrative 80 plus thousand dollar job a month in Ukraine, where Biden has recently been appointed the point man. You may say, Dan, you covered this on the Friday show. Of course I did. But I've got to set up where we are. Because again, on the eve of the caucus, this guy melted down right before we got on the air this morning with Savannah Guthrie when asked this question. Because he's in a panic that what I'm about to tell you is going to come out. 2014, Biden poverty. All of a sudden, Hunter Biden gets this really unbelievably lucrative job right as Biden's appointed the point man. Crazy. Now, let's start with the questions here. The guy who was running Burisma in Ukraine, Zlochevsky is his last name. The company Burisma that hires Hunter Biden as his father, Joe Biden, is claiming there, you know, hey, man, we're running out of dough. Who hires him for this lucrative gig? One of the big questions I've been getting from people who really know this case and Let me give you a wink and a nod because the sources here are pretty darn good. Paula's looking at me like she's interested in what I'm going to say. One of the guys who's been feeding me information has been telling me that Zlochevsky was in a lot of trouble. So keep in mind, follow me here because I want to make this real simple. Zlochevsky runs Burisma. Mm -hmm. Burisma's in Ukraine, a natural gas company. They hire Joe Biden's kid while Biden's saying, hey, we're running out of money. Big problems, crying poverty. Right. Slochevsky, ladies and gentlemen, was the ecology minister, a government official under a prior president in Ukraine. It is alleged, alleged that while he was in that government position, he was using that government position, shocker, Joe, to finagle money given to Ukraine into his company to leverage his company. It was that he was leveraging rights contracts to certain areas to make money for his company. Right. Very simple. All right. Using his government swampy stuff. All right. The amounts are staggering. That's why Zlochevsky, for those of you in the left-wing media who keep saying, oh, Burisma wasn't under investigation when Joe Biden's kid got hired there. That is categorically false. Zlochevsky and Burisma were absolutely under investigation in Ukraine for, again, allegedly making money disappear into Burisma and using government positions to leverage those transactions, so to say. Okay. We're good. Yeah. What I'm getting from sources, 
and have been getting, by the way, for gosh, what Joe, a year and a half now. Where we this is not this is in my book, by the way, Exonerated, yeah, which I wrote stuff, yeah. a year ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, none of this is new. No, but this is what's coming out now because it's, even the press is starting to realize they're going to be in big trouble. And this is why they're panicking over Joni Orange's or Joni Orange's comment that gosh, Biden could be impeached too right away. Oh, you're damn right. The difference is there's actual evidence against Biden. What I'm getting is that the payments to Biden's son may have been a protection racket to protect Zlachevsky from losing the money that he allegedly funneled into Burisma and transactions he used to make Burisma and make himself uh, very wealthy that he may have done or influenced using his government contacts. Zlochevsky needed that money. When the loyalists in the Ukrainian government, Zlochevsky were loyal to, were voted out of office, Zlochevsky and others, the question is what happened to that money? Now, hmm. this gets better. All right. This is not hard to figure out so far, but you need to understand this because, ladies and gentlemen, this paper trail is not going to go away. Okay. Was the money Zlochevsky allegedly got access to, let's say, by ill-gotten means? Was the money he received, were portions of that money, or money in general in Burisma, was it then sent to Hunter Biden, but not sent in a kind of traditional board member payment way? In other words, Joe, if I hire you for the board of Bongino Inc., yes. I somehow have to pay you through Bongino Inc. That's correct. How yeah. we do it well, is pretty straightforward, yes, but a is. check is written or a ABA transaction or a direct deposit is made to Joe Armacost or Joe Armacost company through Bongino Inc. It, ladies and gentlemen, it's not complicated. No. May say, well, why are you addressing it? Because, ladies and gentlemen, again, it's alleged that some of those payments to Hunter Biden were not made that way. Was some of this money routed through foreign companies, through other companies, excuse me, through foreign countries and through other companies? Well, why would someone do that? Because Hunter's a bag man, man. <laughs> you know, Maybe to hide yeah. where that money came from. I'm just going to throw that out there again. Yeah, baby. So question number one, as I said before, were these payments to Hunter Biden a protection racket mm-hmm. that executives in Burisma, including Zlochevsky, were paying to influence the vice president of the United States, who was the point man for the Obama administration on Ukraine, to say, hey, basically, listen, man, this money, don't look into where this came from. I want to keep my money. Tell you what, we'll hire your kid. Question number two, how exactly were these payments routed? If they were routed through foreign governments and foreign banks and they were made opaque, not transparent, why? Why did you do that? If this was all above board, why were you trying to hide or it appears you were trying to hide where these payments came from? Now, this is where this gets really good. By the way, you got that PJ Media piece? I'm going to get to that in a second. But before I get to that, I want to, this, this, is, this is not the Hillary thing I was teasing in the beginning. I got more on that later. But this is another Hillary thing. I'm hearing rumors again from the rumor mill, but I've heard them so often I'd be remiss now if I didn't put this out there. 
from credible people that in the 2016 election, a veiled threat from people associated with Hillary Clinton was made to Joe Biden. What do you think that threat would be? Hey, Joe. Oh. Um, <laughs> we we know yeah. we know something happened in Ukraine with your kid. You may want to sit this one out for Hills. Oh. You may want to b- booty seat. You may want to keep it there. We're just saying, Joe. God forbid it leaked out that your kid, Ukraine, money, foreign government, shady transactions, lucrative contracts, your kid's got no experience. You're the point, man. The prosecutor Shokin looking into it gets fired. Get to that in the PJ Media article in a second. Prosecutor, you're on tape saying you wanted him fired. God forbid, Joe, that could have, you may say, by the way, wink and a nod. Yes. No, Democrats don't do that to each other. Really? <laughs> Listen, ladies and gentlemen, um, the Clinton campaign would kick a puppy out of the way in a minute to get Hillary Clinton into power. They don't care if it's a Democrat or a Republican puppy, okay? Let's be crystal clear. Now, does the reason Obama never really spoke out for Biden uh, in 2016? Apparently, they told Biden, and this has been reported widely in the media. Oh, yeah. Hey, Joe, this you may want to sit this one out. <clears throat> I was thinking but that. But now does the 2020 iteration of the story where Obama has not spoken out for Biden at all, right. his own vice president. Now does it make sense? Ladies and gentlemen, did Hills... Did Hillary push Biden out? This story makes all the sense in the world, folks. I've got more on this. I've got another angle on this. I want to get to the PJ Media piece as well. Because this is where I'm telling Remember my takeaways. Biden's panicking. And they're panicking because the media is going to have to accept relatively shortly that there is a paper trail. You can't keep claiming that the whole Biden Burisma Ukraine scandal is a conspiracy theory when there are signed checks and a paper trail. This is all going to come out. But there's a second takeaway. And that one of the guys who was involved, the prosecutor who Biden's on tape claiming he wants to be fired, he wants this guy fired, is now speaking out and claims to have a paper trail, too, about an investigation into this protection racket allegedly paid to Biden to keep the attention away from Zlochevsky, from Burisma. Big trouble ahead. I will get to that in a second. Uh, Today's show also brought to you by my buddies at My Patriot Supply. Ladies and gentlemen, preparedness matters. Order now at preparewithdan.com to get your supply of, of, listen, you got to have emergency food ready. You just have to. I say repeatedly, I say this often, we prepare uh, for every type of emergency through insurance, right? Don't we? I mean, common sense. You insure your house. You insure your teeth. People have dental insurance. You insure your health. You insure your car. How is it that you don't insure your food supply? It's crazy. I live down here in Florida. I have boxes of my Patriot Supply emergency food because it matters. It just makes sense to prepare. Please explain to me how it doesn't make sense to prepare. It does. You should make a plan. I've been building an emergency food supply for a long time, and I trust our friends at My Patriot Supply. They're experts in emergency preparedness and have a guaranteed two-day delivery. delivery, excuse me, Disasters won't wait. Neither should you. This week, save $70 on a two-week emergency food kit when you go to my special website, preparewithdan.com. My Patriot Supply food kits last up to 25 years in storage, and they include breakfast, lunches, and dinners. 
Order a few today, folks. There's nothing wrong with being prepared. Be prepared. Be ready. God forbid something happens. Order a few, receive guaranteed two-day delivery discreetly to your front door. Take, a- take action so you're ready for what's coming and save $70. Those that know what's coming are preparing. We're always prepared down here in Florida. It's a hurricane zone. You never want those food supply lines broken up. Go to preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. Build your emergency food supply today. Go to preparewithdan.com. Go today and save a good amount of money. Preparewithdan.com. Okay, getting back to this. So where we left off, question number three here. Did Hillary Clinton know this? And was she the one who pushed Biden now? Don't put it past her at all. Folks, This PJ Media piece is damning, okay? I have it up in the show notes today. But as we said before, the three questions. Did Burisma, was the money paid to Hunter Biden uh, a protection racket to keep his dad off the trail of where the money went? Was this money laundered? Was it laundered basically or effectively de facto laundered to Hunter Biden to hide it? And third, did Hillary know and did she push Biden out? But the two problems, so those are the three questions. The two problems, problem number one they're going to have is there is a money trail. Problem number two is the prosecutor who was looking into all of this in Ukraine, Victor Shokin, is talking, folks. And this is big trouble for the Democrats. PJ Media, Matt Margolis, quote, fired Ukrainian prosecutor files federal complaint against Joe Biden, charging he abused his power. Folks, it's not going to go away. Victor Shokin is the prosecutor. Joe Biden is on tape. We played the cut numerous times. You don't need to play it again. Biden is on tape demanding that Victor Shokin, the prosecutor looking into all of this, be fired. Can I just, again, point a personal privilege for the show? It's not a digression, but it's important here. Folks, I'm trying to like be delicate because I don't want my rage at what's going on to cloud the point. Let's use a nicer word. How ignorant is Joe Biden? I'm not kidding. It's not a joke. And I was going to say something else, but I don't want to, you know, how stupid, Mm. because then it takes away from it. I don't want to, I'm asking a serious question, even to the liberals and the, the, you know, quote, moderate Democrats that support Joe Biden and who loved Obama. I'm not kidding. How ignorant is this guy? To absolutely know your son got a basically no-show job for a million dollars or more in a country you're the point man for the Obama administration on with a company that's under investigation and you're on tape at a Council of Foreign Relations event, literally, not figuratively. Right. You know how much I hate the overuse of the word literally. He is literally on tape demanding, talking about his demand to leverage U.S. aid, a quid pro quo, but first, you have to fire the prosecutor looking into my son's company. Well, son of a... That was bragging. Well, son of a... <laughs> Very good for you. Those of you watch the tape, you know, he says that on the tape. Joe's right. Well, son of a man. He got fired. And he's proud of himself. Yeah, he's proud of himself. Yes, sir. He loves it. He thinks it's... He's like this, flexing. <laughs> that was not good to I'm man. sorry. That should not have... Really. <laughs> Okay, it was not gratuitous for the fourth time. <laughs> for those of you watching on YouTube, you'll get the joke. Uh, and, well, Joe's right. He's not. He goes, well, son of a bee. He got far. He's like proud of it. How, how ignorant is this guy? You were unaware that in the Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, social media, e- email era, you saw the cameras. Did you not know this was going to come out later? 
Joe, you would think he'd be on tape. Yeah. Avoiding the question, saying, oh, you know, listen, I tried to pull myself out of that, but, you know, aid, what? that's not what he said. He's proud of it. Yeah. Well, son of a bee, we got the prosecutor fired. Yeah. Well, the prosecutor is now speaking out and saying, hey, listen, there's no evidence I was corrupt, like Joe Biden's saying. Matter of fact, there's evidence of this significant corruption I was looking into, and Biden's the guy who got me fired. Folks, this story's not going to go away. Shokin has a paper trail. The prosecutor who was fired by Biden's pressure has a paper trail of an active investigation into the company that hired Biden's kid. This is not going to go away if Biden stays in the race. It is only going to get worse. One final point on this before I move on, because we do got a lot to get to. How much money? Oh, this is good. So U.S. money clearly was sent over to Ukraine. We know it. Biden, everybody, no one hides that fact, Mm -hmm. right? U.S. money was sent over to Ukraine. You may say to yourself, well, if U.S. money was sent over to Ukraine, taxpayer dollars, clearly it went to the Ukrainian government. Uh, Not so sure. Where did that money go? Ladies and gentlemen, did some of that money go to non-governmental organizations? Non-governmental, meaning not government for liberals listening. Non-governmental organizations, otherwise known by the uh, acronym NGOs in Ukraine. And who exactly were those NGOs? Were some of them groups associated with mega left-wing donor George Soros, whose Open Societies Foundation was funding some of these NGOs? in an effort to target people in one case who may have been George Soros's business rivals in Ukraine. Now, what did I, I'm just asking ladies and gentlemen, because we know that's where a lot of the money went to NGOs. And we know a lot of them went to NGOs associated with groups that were unquestionably aligned with the American left. The same money, Joe Biden's on tape, by the way, a lot of that same money where he talks on tape about leveraging to get the guy looking into his son's company fired. I thought quid pro quos is something for something were bad. Now, they're only bad when they're made up and fabricated charges against Donald Trump. Now, who's been all over this from the start? John Solomon. John Solomon has been crushing it from the start on this case. Solomon, it was now has uh, John Solomon reports. He has his own uh, website coming out. That's a, a kind of a news website where he's doing actual news. Well, John Solomon was on Laura Ingram's show just last week. And he brought up an interesting fact that came up on my show, I believe the morning before he went on the show. Not that he didn't know that. I'm not taking credit for it. I'm just telling you, if you listen to my show, you were ahead of the curve here. That's why I try to get the show out no later than uh, noon or so Eastern time, at least on the audio side. We had discussed this not-so-subtle point here Solomon's about to bring up. That the same, some of these Ukrainian donors here, I'll get to this in a second too, and Ukrainians, remember, Ukraine scandal is supposed to be about Trump, right, Joe? Yeah, yeah. Uh Trump pressuring the Ukrainians for... Of course, the Democrats always accuse you of what they're doing themselves. Crazy how some of these Ukrainian folks keep creeping up, moneyed folks, people with influence. And one of these same guys follow the money because I want to be clear that some of these same guys have been 
interested in in a generational decades long influence campaign to influence the swamp people. And they're not just Democrats. Here's Solomon on Ingram laying out what I discussed last week. We'll talk about it when we come back. Check this out. Uh, A few months before he joined President Trump as a national security advisor, he received a $115,000 payment for two speeches to Victor Pinchik's uh, organization. Victor Pinchik is a very powerful oligarch in Ukraine and the man who is the single largest donor to the Clinton Foundation. So uh, he's one of the many people that had their finger in that little money jar that's called Ukraine. A lot of politicians dip their fingers in that. that Who's he talking about? Yeah, Johnny B, not Johnny Bagadonis, John Bolton. John Bolton, who has really submarined the president by claiming he's got information about a quid pro quo with that quid pro. Which one? What quid pro quo? What was the something for something? Was this a something? Uh, the money you got, Bolton, from Victor Pinchuk, prominent Ukrainian donor, who I'll get to in a minute, too. Folks, what I'm trying to tell you is, as I opened up the show with, when you follow the money, you will find that swamp creatures of both parties who seem to all conveniently now, conveniently, have it in for Donald Trump. We're all making bank, man. All making bank. Going overseas, acting as consultants in Ukraine. Yeah. Political advisors in Ukraine. This wasn't just happening in Ukraine. It's happening all over the world. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, Trump asks for, on a call, the new Ukrainian president to look into corruption that I believe involved the Bidens and the left is freaking out. And so is the establishment swamp and some people on the right too. Don't look into that. They were all getting rich folks. We're all suckers working for a living, getting dirt under our fingernails, actually making the country run. What do they do, Joe? They go over there, Ukraine, offer their Mm. political consulting services and their influence campaigns. All of a sudden, they're making millions of dollars. Oh, crazy us working for a living. Now, why did I play that? Because it gets better. So now we know another prominent Ukrainian by the name of Viktor Pinchuk paid Bolton a very lucrative speaking fee. Bolton now conveniently seems to be against President Trump coming out and attacking. Hey, I got information. They need to talk to me. Nothing you have is going to change anything, John. Who's Pinchuk? And how's he related, possibly, to Biden and the Democrats? Well, I say possibly Biden, but he's definitely related to Democrats. How is he related to Democrats? Check this one out. This was sent to me last week, Hat Tip 279, for all your great work on this, one of my better sources. For those of you just listening to us for the first time. So, ladies and gentlemen, this Alliance of Democracies website has this commission called the... (laughs) (laughs) Unintentional joke, folks. The Transatlantic Commission on Election Election Integrity. Again, another non-governmental organization, the Alliance of Democracies. They have a commission on election integrity, Joe. Election integrity. (laughs) The Democrats sit on this. is hilarious. Now, to be fair, Republicans do too. But this is hilarious. I know. Please stop laughing for a minute. I know it's hard to. But so the Transatlantic Commission on Election Integrity has these board members. Who is on the board? There you go, folks. Joe Biden is on the board, vice president of the United States. And who else is on the board? If you look at the bottom of this photo, Victor Pinchuk. Yes, the same guy John Solomon's referring to in that video who paid a massive speaking fee to John Bolton. So everybody seems to be getting rich off this Victor Pinchuk, who, Joe, I'm sure it's just by chance, is a Ukrainian oligarch. 
very deeply connected in the Ukrainian business world. I'm sure it's just by chance, of course. The guy's bleeding money. And they're money. involved in this election. Uh, I know, right? Integrity. Air quotes. Election integrity yeah. measure. That, that is seriously hilarious. Going back to something we've covered before, here's a great article I can't refer to enough. I tweeted this to Susan Rice this weekend, uh, discredited former Obama national security advisor, who said, well, Victor Pinchuk paid Trump $150,000 speaking fee too. Yeah, I'm sure that really influenced Donald Trump. Apparently he pays a lot of people, yeah. which that's not inaccurate. There was a speaking fee for a video, but I find it kind of odd that Susan Rice finds that $150,000 payment to a billionaire who could care less, by the way. Interesting. But she finds none of this stuff interesting in this Washington Examiner piece we refer to often by Sarah West Westwood. Susan Rice doesn't find this interesting at all. Emails show Clinton denied, then met with a Ukrainian donor. Who was that Ukrainian donor? Oh, Victor Pinscher, yeah. the same guy, by the way, who paid John Bolton, who is not the uh, billionaire Donald Trump was, a very generous speaking fee. They all seem to owe Pinscher something. Here's the uh, Washington Examiner piece again. When Hillary Clinton's team was confronted about her relationship with Pinchuk, who, by the way, let me just quote this from the Peace Show, who has given up to $25 million to the Clinton Foundation. Funny how Susan Rice left that out. Crazy how that happens. Again, they denied knowing the guy, even though they have emails showing that Victor Pinchuk was invited personally to Mrs. Clinton's house when she was Secretary of State. Now, this gets even crazier. So one of the Clinton Foundation's biggest donors, Pinchuk, also pays a massive speaking fee to John Bolton. Pinchuk is deeply connected in Ukraine, where Biden's the point man. He gets his son a lucrative gig on a company board that's under investigation while Biden's on tape demanding the Ukrainian prosecutor looking into it gets fired. Pinchuk sits on the board of this transatlantic commission on election integrity. By the way, none of this is conspiracy theories. This is fact. You can look it up yourself. They're advertising this on their own website, the Alliance of Democracies. Pinchuk sits on the board with Joe Biden. And this is crazy. Hat tip 279 in this. This is one of those no way moments. No way. Sarcastically, of course. Put up the other screenshot of the Transatlantic Commission on uh, Election Integrity. Where do they host their conference, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Kiev in Ukraine in Kiev. <laughs> this is great in Kiev. This is one of those no way moments. So aboard Joe Biden oh, and Victor Pinchuk, major Clinton Foundation donor, and John Bolton, payer of massive speak massive speaking fees, they hold their put that up again. It gets better. They they hold their first conference in Ukraine. This transatlantic board on election integrity. And what are they doing? Keep this up a second. This gets really good. <laughs> They're engaging journalists? Oh, you mean like the journalists who were involved in spreading the Spygate conspiracy theory? Maybe Michael Lisikoff and others who were deeply involved with Alexandra Chalupa from the Democrat National Committee who had left and spread a bunch of Ukraine conspiracy theories about Paul Manafort and fed them to Isikoff? Is that the kind of journalist engagement we're talking about? Oh, it gets better. Joe, who else are they engaging while they're in Ukraine? This board, Victor Pincha, Clinton donor, and Joe Biden, <laughs> former vice president, sit on. They're engaging NGOs too, <laughs> non-governmental organizations. Oh my gosh, no way, dude. Maybe some of those NGOs, was it one of those NGOs associated with Soros? Mega, mega liberal donor? And it gets better. It gets better. 
What else are they doing? So they're engaging NGOs where there's an investigation currently going on in Ukraine about how U.S. taxpayer money may have disappeared into some of these NGOs and not government. But it gets even better at the end. They're also involved in monitoring and in uh, real-time social media, Joe. It says it right there. Yes, it does. They monitor social media to flag election interference. You do? Wow. No way. (laughs) Transatlantic Commission on Election Integrity. Joe Biden and Major Clinton donors sit on there. Also paid Bolton some money. They're engaging NGOs and the media. They're also involved in monitoring social media and are in Ukraine doing it. Who else was charged with monitoring social media? Let's go to Judicial Watch. Tom Fitton, good friend, who was on my interview show, our last interview show. This can't possibly be related, Joe. Only in Bizarro (laughs) Superman land could this be related. So we go to this Judicial Watch release, judicialwatch.org, and we find out that crazy time, our former ambassador, Obama loyalist, Marie Yovanovitch, who was our ambassador to Ukraine, used Soros-linked media tracking tools, social media tracking tools, to monitor journalists and Trump allies. No way. How do I know this? Because, of course, I got the heads up early because I was one of the people they were monitoring. Now, to be clear, because unlike the left, I don't do conspiracy theories. Monitoring my Twitter post, which I put out into the social media ecosystem, is not illegal, of course. Social media for a reason. It's not a private email. But having said that, Don't you find, and I want to be clear on this. I'm not suing Marie Ivanovich or anything for listening in on my social media. It's social media. I put it out there so people can see it. So you may say, so Dan, what's the problem? Folks, do you find it a little odd, media people, that the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine engaged a Soros-linked social media tool called CrowdTangle to monitor my tweets? while leftist lunatics all over the world continue to claim that all we're doing here is promoting conspiracy theories? Why are you worried then? Folks, I don't follow daily, weekly, even monthly. Once in a bloom when I see, because people send it to me, the rantings of lunatics like Malcolm Nance and Seth Abramson and others. I see it only on social media because people send it to me and go, this is crazy. I actually have a video later. But I don't monitor them and use crowd tangle tools to say, let me see what crazy Malcolm Nance on MSNBC is saying. If it creeps up on my timeline, I'll use it for comic relief. Do you see my point here? You can't have it both ways. Leftists, oh, Bongino, Giuliani, Solomon, Sarah Carter, Chuck Roth, they're all crazy conspiracy. Nothing happened in Ukraine. Hey, monitor every single thing they're saying on their social media and get that crowd tangle tool to do it. <laughs> you can't have it both ways. And you don't find it odd that this transatlantic commission on election integrity that Biden and a major Clinton donor sits on were also involved in real-time monitoring of social media? Who the hell were they monitoring? Again, I'm not suggesting it's illegal that the 
black helicopter is going to come in and some, you know, minority report Tom Cruise guy is going to come barging into my office right now. I'm simply suggesting to you, if it's all a crazy conspiracy theory, there are no facts to back it up, and me and John Solomon, and we're all nuts, then why are you worried about it? I'm going to circle back to the beginning and tell you why. Because again, ladies and gentlemen, there is a massive paper trail of money leading to the Bidens, non-governmental organizations linked to George Soros. Fact. The paper trail is shady. The way the money was routed is shady. It was not Ukrainian aid. It was meant to be political aid for political allies of the Obama administration. And secondly, the people who know about it, the paper trail, I referenced in point one, Shokin, the Ukrainian fired prosecutor, and others have a paper trail themselves of the investigation into this stuff that the Democrats and their media allies will not be able to hide forever. This story is going to only get better. All right. uh, Today's show also brought to you by our buddies at NetSuite. Ladies and gentlemen, Bongino Inc. here would be lost without NetSuite. We need NetSuite because if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. You cannot run a business and not have an effective grasp over what your numbers are. We use NetSuite here. It is the number one cloud business system out there. NetSuite by Oracle has set out to solve this problem. You got to have a grasp of what you're doing, how your numbers matter. Obviously, the bottom line matters. Most companies don't have a clear picture of their finances, and that's why many businesses sadly fail. The question for any business owner out there is, are you confident you got the right numbers right at your fingertips? Serious entrepreneurs and finance teams run NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite offers a full picture of your finances all in one place, in real time, right from your phone or desktop. Here's where this really matters, okay? Because I'm going to put some meat on the bone for you. No more guessing for your business. No more worry what you don't know could kill your business. This is the meat on the bone right here. That's why NetSuite customers grow three times faster than the S&P 500 and you can too. Why would you give up that competitive advantage? It's time to get NetSuite today. Schedule your free demo now. Receive their free guide as well, seven key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. Do not wait. Stop losing out to your competitors. They know the competitive advantage NetSuite is. Remember Porter's Five Forces? Get in there if you went to business school. Get in there now. Set up your free demo and get your free guide today at netsuite.com slash Bongino. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Okay. So we covered that, the money trail, and the paper trail of investigations that the Democrats are trying to hide and why Biden and basically the Democrats are worried too. I want to move on though, because the Iowa caucus is today. And um, President Trump gave an interview to my good friend, Sean Hannity, did a great job, asked him a lot of good questions. Um, and in the interview, <laughs> Paul and I were kind of laughing about this before the show. No one does this better. Seriously, I, I, President Trump may be one of the most underrated politicians in the history of this country. I'm not kidding. You know, disagree with his personal style, rough edges, fine. Again, I don't care. I'm a Queens guy like he is. doesn't bother me one bit. The guy's knack for distilling down to a simple talking point, things that will resonate with heartland working Americans is unparalleled. But he also has an effective way of doing this when it comes to describing his opponents. He did it in the Republican primary in 2016, and he's doing it now with the Democrats. 
Sean Hannity asks him about the Iowa caucus again today. We'll have results for you tomorrow. Don't miss that show. We'll give you full analysis of where this is going to go. But here is him. He's asked about Bernie, President Trump. He's asked about Elizabeth Warren and about Michael Bloomberg. And here is, I, I can't even, only Trump can do this. Check this out. Bernie Sanders. Well, I think he's a communist. I mean, you know, look, I think of communism when I think of Bernie. Now, you could say socialist, but did he get married in Moscow? And that's wonderful. Moscow's wonderful. Might have been the honeymoon. You don't think necessarily, well, whatever. But you don't necessarily think in terms of marriage, Moscow. And it's wonderful. I'm not (laughs) knocking it, but I think of Bernie sort of as a socialist, but far beyond a socialist. Elizabeth Warren. At least he's true to what he believes. That's one thing. Because you mentioned now Elizabeth Warren. She's not true to it. I call it a fairy tale. Because everything's a fairy tale. That's how Pocahontas got started. Everything's a fairy tale. This woman can't tell the truth. Michael Bloomberg. Uh, Very little. I just think of little. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. He he just has this way of encompassing a... You ever, for those of you who went to business, not to keep referencing business school here, but I, I actually learned a lot. I did. I'm, I'm you know, most of the time you go to college, you learn nothing. You only learn how to be a social justice warrior. But one of the things we did, which is really effective, and I'll still use it to this day. I don't necessarily draw the grids or anything, but you know what SWOT analysis is? Not SWOT like a, you know, a SWAT team. SWAT like uh, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats with a no. And what they do is they they put together these grids and they say, well, how do I, you know, leverage my strengths by by taking advantage of an opportunity? Um, how do I uh, you know, mitigate a weakness by mitigating a threat? It's very helpful to finding opportunities in politics, business, anywhere. Trump does this by instinct. He's not actively doing a SWOT analysis in his head. His political instincts are to instantly, instantly see a candidate's weakness and to leverage an opportunity right away. And that is a knack in business and in politics that I got to tell you, not a lot of people have by pure instinct. They can be coached to do it. Just like business schools coach people in SWOT analysis. Trump doesn't need the coaching. He's a natural at it. He's not a natural at everything, but he's a natural at that. So on Bernie, he zones right in on what he thinks will decimate Bernie's campaign. And he's right. The guy's a socialist. But notice what he does. Did you catch it? This is where he's smart and people don't give him credit for it. And it's really irritating. It's a good thing because they underestimate him chronically. Oh, yeah. Notice what he says about Bernie. He goes, but at least he's authentic. Yeah. And it comes off like a compliment, which disarms people into believing that, well, if he's complimenting him, then what he said about him just now must be true. I, I'm please. I'm tell, I hope I'm not putting using too much nuance no, in this. He, it's brilliant. In other words, instead of piling on Bernie, yeah. which makes an insult like calling him a socialist look like it's petty and it's just Trump being angry at him, he follows it up with a compliment, which gives the socialist aura Bernie Sanders have, which will decimate him. We're not a socialist country in the campaign, which gives it some meat on the bone to reuse a line I used earlier. It's a brilliant, I don't even think sometimes he knows, he just does it by instinct. He knows Bernie Sanders' socialist bona fides are a death stroke in a general election. So he says at the end in a veiled compliment, well, 
at least he's being authentic about it. In other words, he's not kidding. He's really a socialist. Double wink and nod, eyes closed. With Elizabeth Warren. Again, he senses the weakness right before the caucus and he goes in for the kill. What does he say? Oh, the truth. The truth. Elizabeth Warren, the truth. We call her fairy tale. He doesn't call her fairy tale. That just happened right there. Mm. But he understands this stuff will stick. Elizabeth Warren, fairy tales, problems with the truth. Nobody likes inauthentic candidates. Nobody. That's why Trump resonates. Because you may not like him, but he's authentic. That's who Trump is. Believe me. That is exactly who President Trump is. It's not inauthentic. That is not a word you associate with Donald Trump. He understands one about Bernie, though obviously the weakness is the socialism thing, and he puts a, he puts a gloss on it to make it seem even more legit. He understands with Warren, her inauthenticity is a weak spot, and the words automatically come to mind to him. It's brilliant political instinct. Fairy tales, problems with the truth. Finally, with Bloomberg, (laughs) (laughs) he calls him little. Now, this is a little, again, I'm sorry to layer nuance upon nuance, but one of the things in a leader, a leader, whether it's a coach for a football team, use a Super Bowl analogy, or a president of the United States, one of the things a general in our military, people want to see is they want the perception of strength. And I say the perception of strength. Yeah. Because, folks, everybody knows that everyone else is a human being. Obviously, we know everybody has weaknesses. We know, you know, people behind closed doors, you know, they sometimes shed a tear when they're in pain. People have weak moments. We know that. But we want the perception of strength. We like our leaders to be bold, to have proud chests, stand out, and to look the part and act the part. Trump has used this dig repeatedly in the Republican primary in 2016 and now. This little L I D D L a little, little. Yeah. He's used this dig repeatedly because he knows it goes to the heart of the leadership strength debate people have in their own heads when picking a candidate. And he, again, by instinct knows whether, listen, whether it's a knock on his stature, Bloomberg, I'm not, I don't know. But he knows that's a devastating dig. And again, by instinct, I don't even think he has to think about it. It comes right out. Folks, I'm telling you right now. This guy has been underestimated President Trump forever. His political instincts are to go for the kill, and he does it better than anyone else. And the Democrats are severely, again, underestimating this guy. All right, here's my last story. I've been teasing this one for a while, but... What is Hillary Clinton up to outside of the whole did she know about Biden and the malfeasance in Ukraine nonsense? This is an interesting article up at the Hill. Put up the headline. Is Hillary Clinton angling to become the vice president? The article is by Doug McKinnon, an opinion contributor. I'll put it up in the show notes today. Again, Bongino.com slash newsletter. I encourage you to check it out. I think it's fairly obvious at this point, folks. I I mean, I... I got to tell you, I would be stunned at this point if Hillary Clinton jumped in this race. One, the filing deadlines for a lot of these states are gone. Um, It's just entirely impractical at this point. You got to remember, she'd have to hire consultants. A lot of them are scooped up. She's already, it's just a mess for her right now. I, I, I don't see any scenario where she enters the race. But a viable question is, why is she out there attacking Bernie Sanders? 
She's out there again doing it. Oh, in her, in her movie, she, she's got this movie coming out. I think it's on Hulu or whatever it may be. She said, nobody liked Bernie, everybody. Hit. Why would you do that? I mean, think about it, right? Like Michael Dukakis, George McGovern, Walter Mondale, when they lost in, in, and got crushed or got lost in upsets, these are former Democrat nominees yeah. for president, as many of you know. They usually just slink away and leave it all alone. Right. Say, hey, you know what? Didn't work out. Mm -hmm. My bad. What's Hills up to? Hills cannot get out of the spotlight. And there's a strong chance she may be angling if maybe Warren or who knows, Bloomberg comes out. She may be angling for that VP spot. Can you imagine that, having to deal with Hillary Clinton as vice president after all the nonsense she pulled as secretary of state? It's a good piece. It's worth your time. But it explains a lot about why she's out there now. Again, not just kind of doing the thing and leaving the scene, exit stage right, none of that. Why she's out there actively attacking Bernie Sanders. And let me just say with Bernie Sanders, one last note. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the Bernie bros are not going to take it. Some of you, some of you are going to notice what I'm doing here. Some of you may not. Joe, you may catch this. Mm-hmm. The Bernie bros are going to be very, very upset if the establishment Democrats keep attacking Bernie Sanders. There was this thing about an Iowa poll supposed to be released at the last minute. The rumor was that in this Iowa Des Moines Register poll, Bernie Sanders may have been in the lead in that poll. All of a sudden, the poll mysteriously gets scrapped. There's maybe some, uh, some changing of the rules going on behind the scenes again to go after Bernie. The Bernie bros are going to be really upset if that happens. If Bernie loses the general, you expect those Bernie bros to show up? Some of you see what I just did there. <clears throat> Love to hear your emails on that. Some of you maybe. Hmm. Talking about the liberals. Conservatives know exactly what I just did there. It's the reason I set it up that way. <laughs> All right. Please, please. I humbly, with the greatest of respect, ask that you sign up for our, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You sign up for our YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash Bongino. If you have Comcast for your cable service, I got to go to your remote. Hit that Xfinity button. You'll see right on the bottom, apps comes up. Go to apps. You go to YouTube, watch the show right there. Just put in Dan Bongino on YouTube. You can watch the show on your own TV right there. Watch it every night. It's really cool. YouTube.com slash Bongino. Check it out. We really appreciate it. The subscriptions on YouTube are absolutely free. Just go to YouTube.com slash Bongino. Click subscribe. Thanks, folks. I really appreciate everything you did for us. We had a great week last week. I'll see you tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.